Hey everyone, before we begin today's show, we just wanted to remind you that Dr. Ben's new book, Designed to Heal, is out and available for purchase. To book Dr. Ben for speaking engagements or to purchase the book, visit drbenrall.com. That's D-R-B-E-N-R-A-L-L.com. Now, Designed to Heal. I'm Dr. Ben Rall. Do you know where the most amazing doctor lives? You may be surprised to learn that it's actually right inside of you. Yet, today's healthcare model is built on a foundation that the greatest doctor instead comes in the form of pills, potions, lotions, even surgery. So listen in, because what if the majority of what you have been told about health and healing is not only wrong, but actually harmful to you? One thing is for sure, when you work with your body and not against it, you'll begin to discover that you are in fact designed to heal. Well, welcome back to Design to Heal. My name is Jeff. This show is with Dr. Ben Rawl. Ben, you are the man of the hour, but not really because we've got somebody on the line. Yeah, I'm just a middleman. You're just the middleman. Middle but, but it's awesome because every time you're the middleman, it's it's always somebody good. And, you know, we're doing a little backstory off the air. I'm super excited for this show. Highly relevant to yeah. some some friends I have in my world. And gotcha. so tell us who we've got today. And well, man, it's going to be a great, it's going to be a great next 45, 50 minutes. Looking forward to it. One of the great things about uh, doing this show is, you know, you meet great people and then those people know great people and that's how it works. Right. Yeah. So one of my friends here in, in Florida and uh, James Reed, a good friend, he's got a great podcast uh, called coming up clutch for those of you that are looking for that. It's a lot of performance stuff. He's a former pro, you know, pro athlete, lawyer guy, good guy. And uh, he's like, Hey, you really need to meet this. You really need to meet Taylor. Like her story is amazing. Her story of healing, but also she's been helping, helping him and things. And then it turns out she knows her primary care doctor is one of our past guests. It just seems like great people hang out with great people. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, but Taylor, and they're still willing to talk to us, which is awesome. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, hey. and Taylor's a holistic nutritionist and that is, self would be reason enough to have her on and that is amazing but oftentimes you sure. find people that do this they have a story mm-hmm. there's a reason they went down that route mm-hmm. and she's one of those she's had a, a some some life experiences some some traumas some struggles which again a lot of people have they're uh, that doesn't mean, though, they're not unique to you when you have them, right? right and right. they can set up your life for different things. So she's going to tell us a little bit about that story. She healed uh, from Lyme's disease, which is a big deal, um, in, especially in Florida. We have a lot of that because of yeah. just our, our temperate uh, zone and things like that. So I'm so excited about today. So uh, Taylor, I'm going to call you doctor because I call everybody doctor, but uh, Taylor DeBoer, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. So will you tell us a little bit about your journey, your story I know it's a pretty intimate one. It's pretty personal. You share it on your on your materials and your website. But do you mind us telling us a little bit about your journey, your story, and 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 we'll just get into some some stuff here. Yeah, absolutely. So my journey definitely started before I was diagnosed with Lyme disease. So my um, dad actually passed away when I was fourteen, um, pretty suddenly in a plane crash, and then a year after that. I developed an eating disorder. I was anorexic for a few years. That was about my sophomore year of high school to like my junior year of college. I struggled with anorexia. And um, in college, it was like, I kind of had this epiphany of like, I can't I can't go on living like this anymore. This is no way to be healthy. And I was also running at, at this time, like 10 miles a day while hardly eating anything, just driving my health into the ground for sure. Um, and I read a book called Unprocessed by Megan Kimball, and it kind of just opened my eyes up to nutrition and how so many things that we eat are processed. And she goes on a year journey of eating unprocessed. And that was like, it just 
sparked something in me and I was like, this is my passion. Like I, I want to learn more about nutrition. And, and so I did, and, um, I wanted to figure out how to have a career in that. Um, at that point I was already halfway done with my undergrad and I got my bachelor's in psychology, um, which is still very relevant to nutrition. Yeah. Um, and then after I graduated, I wanted to figure out how to get a, you know, an advanced degree in something nutrition related. Um, and so I did. And, um, about a month before I started my program, I had been having some health issues for a year. Um, I had an awful skin condition, which was kind of the first marker of like something is wrong. Um, I had really bad eczema all on my arms and legs and like rib cage area. I had multiple biopsies done. Everyone was like, oh, it just looks like dermatitis. It's eczema. You know, there's nothing we can do. If you want a steroid injection, we're happy to keep giving those to you. And I was like, that's, that's also not a solution. So, you know, I was determined to continue to keep figuring it out. Um, and then one day I Googled like mono, cause I had been so tired mm -hmm. and I was like, let me see, you know, if there's any skin conditions related to mono and there was, and then something came up about Lyme disease as well. So then I, um, called my doctor. Um, I was seeing a naturopath doctor at the time and I said, Hey, can I get a you know, a lab test for mono and for Lyme disease. And they both came back positive, funny enough. So I kind of laughed because I kind of diagnosed myself because yeah. no one, it was on nobody's radar to test me for Lyme or anything like that. Um, but, you know, I had all these other crazy lab numbers. You know, I had candida overgrowth at the same time. I was struggling with adrenal fatigue. I had PCOS, um, polycystic ovarian syndrome. I was showing autoimmune markers, but no one could really seem to pinpoint exactly what was causing all of these problems. So, Taylor, can I just yeah. interrupt you for a second? Because I, I want people to understand, like, and you're very transparent. I mean, a lot of your posts and things, and you've got a, a large, you know, following and Instagram and things like you are, I mean, you show some unflattering pictures, right? I mean, you show what you oh, yeah. went through, you show your skin. Like it's, I, you know, I, I know people that struggle with this and they're almost always told what you said. They're told there's nothing you can do. You know, it's a, it's a chronic condition. You know, we talk about autoimmune disease. They, oh, nothing you can do. Yeah, that's a lifelong condition. Things like PCOS. I, unfortunately, you know, a medical solution and air quote solution is usually just throw you on some sort of birth control, which doesn't get to the cause of the problem and often doesn't even help make exactly. things worse. And so it's really frustrating, but here you, you are um, now, even like you said, you show some your, your real examples, but you also, you know, show your healing and you show your your vibrant health now. And so, I want people to understand that that's that that's possible. And so that's why we bring people like you on because there's something about it. our test becomes our testimony. There's something if you were just going to get on here and say, "Hey, I have this perfect life and here's how to eat good," but when you start to hear a story, lose your dad in a tragic plane crash. I mean, no, none of us can even imagine that. And that that's a club you'd never want to be in. And then to suffer with anorexia and then to, you know, the struggles. And I'm sure there's many more in there you didn't even share yet to have victory over that. That's a person that, that we can listen to, right? That's a person that, that knows what she's talking about. And then of course have the certifications and the training on top, but even better. So I just want to, you know, thank you for, cause you know, you could have just Hey, cool. I got well, you know, getting on with my life. But the fact that you still, because yeah. I'm sure that Taylor, I imagine you probably get people even give you hate for speaking out about this stuff. As weird as that would sound, right? People like, oh, you shouldn't oh, do this. Yeah. Or who do you think you are? <laughs> You're not a real doctor, whatever the story of the day is. Um, and it seems like yes. you still go ahead and, and, and do it anyway. So that's awesome. So like the next question I think that comes up is okay. You, <laughs> you got everything and, 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 and the kitchen sink as far as sickness goes. How did you get better? 
Yeah. So um, once I found out I had Lyme, my naturopath referred me to a different naturopath who kind of specialized in Lyme. Um, And so I was excited to kind of do a more natural approach. I was definitely all for that. And then I was super discouraged when the naturopath wanted to put me on antibiotics and an antifungal medication. But I didn't know enough yet about nutrition and healing to feel confident to say no. Um, Again, I literally had just started my master's program. You know, I was just starting to dive into things. Um, so for 10 months, I was on antibiotics and an antifungal medication. Ten and months. we were testing my lab. Yes. Yeah. Well, and it was like two weeks on and a week off, yeah. which really a week off between antibiotics is, is not much. It's still in your system. Um, and so uh, I finally, and all of my labs, again, they were continuing to get worse. My candida numbers were going up. Autoimmune was going up. And my Lyme markers were going up as well. And I was just getting super discouraged and all while my skin looks awful and it's super itchy and uncomfortable. Um, And it really felt hopeless at that time. And then I finally was like, I think I need to get off of everything and just kind of really evaluate my diet. And I kind of gained the confidence to do that. And within six months, my skin had cleared for the most part and my Lyme was in remission. Wow. Okay. So what is... Give us some foundation. Amazing, by the way. And um, give, you know, and again, many people would say even impossible, um, but yeah. clearly not. And so what what are some of the things that, you know, I am not asking you to doctor over the airwaves, and this is not what this is about, but there is some basic principles about health and life and healing that we can all, you know what I mean? You don't have to be a doctor to like move your body. You know what I mean? I don't need, I always laugh when it says like, check with your doctor before you start an exercise routine. I'm like, probably don't (laughs) ask your doctor. Just go ahead and do that. I don't need your permission to do jumping jacks. But what, so what are some of the things that you started really doing or probably stopped doing is a common one, right? What are some, sometimes people think they're doing the right thing because they're living on Diet Coke and you know, whatever, (laughs) Cheerios or I don't know, whatever it is. Yeah, well, and one thing I want to say too, because I say this to my clients all the time, is you know your body better than anyone, better than me, better than any doctor, you know, any nutritionist, any health practitioner, you know your body best. You wake up in it every day. So if something doesn't feel right, let me know, let your doctor know, because I do think that that matters. Um, And so one of the things that I started with was I had read a study about candida saying that high fat can actually fuel candida. And again, a lot of times we're told to avoid fruit if you had candida. And mm-hmm. I had been avoiding fruit for a very long time. And so I started to eat more fruit and I lowered my fat intake. And the effects that I noticed from that was huge. And then I kind of really starting to started to dive deeper on the health benefits of fruit. And I had feared fruit for a very long time, yeah. mostly because as a girl too, it's like, oh, you don't want the carbs and everything. Sugar, so, yeah. Um, yeah. So that was huge. Just kind of really learning how healthy fruit really is. And it's not to be feared. So when people, when people do that, like, because I think you're, you're right. So here's a great example. And this is part of the reason I want to have you on the show. Some people are like, hey, but mm-hmm. I thought, you know, but I, I I follow a keto diet and I'm a high fat and, you know, and I'm more. I, I was going to ask that. You know, so here's, yeah. you know, so then, but this is the point, right? Like everybody's physiology is, you know, I have a, a patient. She's an amazing patient. She had uh, devastating ulcerative colitis. I mean, cl- cl- like they wanted to remove parts of her digestive system. And she really had gotten some, you know, some information and really inspiration about she was really like to just really focus on having fruit. And she got, she had a complete healing in like six weeks, got off all of the medications. She was on a ton of them. I just saw her the other day at the office. I mean, she's doing amazing. And so you're right. I mean, I think it's really important. If you're, if you're following a certain plan, I don't care whose it is. If you're a carnivore plan or a vegan plan or a keto plan or a vegetarian plan or whatever it is, 
like like people can get I believe people can get well on all of those. I, I do. I've seen it. Um, but yeah. but also, yeah, listening to your body. Here's what doesn't work. Here's what I've never seen. The person eat crap and process food <laughs> that I've not seen work. Right. So that one I can kind yes. of save you some time on. So I'm sure you get this question a million times. Right. Because, yeah, you watch your, your videos and you're, you know, having, you know, all the fruit stuff and all this and people are like, oh, I'm I can't eat fruit. That's bad for me. And for some people, that amount of fruit might be a struggle for them. But we so how do you answer mm-hmm. those typical questions that you get from, I'm sure, people? Um, so a questions about like fruit and stuff. Well, yeah, sure. Or just all the different or how, you know, why did that work for you? How, oh, well, you know, yeah, because the, the candida diets, one, yeah. that's a classic. was well, a very good one. Like, Hey, you got to starve that candida. You can't give it sugar. Yeast loves sugar. Candida right. overgrowth, right? Yeah. Yeah. So again, I do agree that we are all a little different and I think we're all dealing with, you know, a very specific, you know, certain toxins in everyone's body. It's very unique to them. And so, you know, certain things do work better. And like, for me, I had tried keto. Um, and I, it definitely made my health much, much worse. I also do think that, you know, men and women do have some physiological differences and do better. You know, I think women can do better a little bit more plant-based more often than not than men. That's not to say that there's not exceptions to the rule and whatnot. Um, but yeah, so I will, you know, I am very transparent that I did used to eat meat. I, I, I followed keto. I was definitely a, a meat eater. And then it was just like, this was not working for me and, and things were not yeah. getting better. And so when I started to, again, that when I read the study on candida, it was a shift happened. Um, and I kind of learned how fruit is absorbed so quickly in our stomach that half the time the natural sugar doesn't even go to the intestinal tract where the mm. candida is living anyways. Um, and so I just felt like, okay, this is something that does need to be shared because there is such a stigma around fruit yeah. um, and the sugar and that you know it can be very healing. And even if you just decide to play around with adding a little bit more fruit to your diet each day and finding like, where is your sweet spot with your fruit intake? kind of thing you know isn't it funny sometimes uh, tyler it's like um, I, I laugh sometimes people are like I, I won't eat i don't i won't eat fruit like i i've got children two kids and i'm like and you know if my son wants to you know go crush a box of or you know a container of organic strawberries or blueberries or blackberries or raspberries like like i sometimes have to check myself i'm like man that's a lot of this but i'm like but but it's so much better than a bag of chips right that's so much better like yes. what, what what am i suggesting that he like if my son's biggest problem is he's you know just having too many strawberries like i think i'm gonna make it you know i think we're gonna i think we're gonna be all right and there is so much exactly. life-giving things and nutrients and micronutrients inside of these the things we actually don't even know that are in them right and so I, exactly. I, I, you know, I, I think if we, if we're honest and we look at our lives now, I'm not talking about, again, there's some people are super strict with their diets and that's awesome. But for, for most yeah. people, they're really not, they're really not paying much attention. Now I know you live California, right? Is that true? California? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I mean, maybe yeah. California, there's a, maybe there's a little more awareness there. I've got a lot of friends out there and, and it's just a little bit more in the culture out there, but a lot of people, mm-hmm. it's just, they're just trying to get through the day, right? And they're buying, you know, they're, you know, living on a, on a protein bar and a drive through and, and, you know, a cup of coffee and whatever's going on at dinner. So when you start to become intentional about this, like, again, most people, the problem we have is not people overeating fruit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. I, don't, exactly. I think that's what's going on. And so, and by the way, just all the things that are in fruit from just a nutritional standpoint, there's a lot to celebrate there. There's a lot that we can we can believe that that these foods are good for us, are nourish us, and that our bodies are in in ways designed to incorporate that incorporate them. And sometimes it's in ways we don't even understand, right? The way they work with right. different chemicals and and help with healing processes and things like that. And at the end of the day, you can't argue with results. So you might be listening to Taylor and going, "Man, you know, I have tried keto and it's, I struggled with it. Not just because it was hard that or nothing like that. I just mean like 
I just didn't feel great. And there's other people, man, they like when they get that going, they cut and they're losing weight and they're feeling great and their brain clears up. That's awesome too. So nothing wrong yeah. with trying this. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, I th- trying yeah. a concept like that. Yeah. So, so tell us, so tell us more about what your, there's some favorite fruits or some favorite, like even just lifestyle. I don't, I don't love the term hacks, but things that you really recommend that you know, great ways to start the day, you know, things that you just find super helpful for a lot of your clients. Cause you coach people on how to do this. Correct. Yes. Yeah. And I, you know, not, not all my clients are yeah. plant-based. A lot of my clients do in fact eat meat. Cause again, I'm, I'm not against eating meat by any means. Um, I just, again, I know what works well for me. Um, but what I will say kind of tends to work for a lot of my clients across the board is starting your day with fruit, starting your day off with something that really is going to fuel your body. And, and again, our brain runs on glucose. It needs, I think it's somewhere around like 130 grams of glucose a day. Um, for like optimal yeah. brain function. So like, you know, the moment we wake up in the morning, whether we're sitting at a desk or we're going to work out, our brain is still on, our brain mm-hmm. is still functioning. And and so starting your day off with, you know, great clean energy like fruit is is amazing. And it's so cool to hear by just making that shift, how amazing people feel. And they'll, you know, tell me that, yeah, just that one shift, I already feel thousands times better. So. Is there favorite fruits uh, that you just, you know, you know, not all create equal, like just say, and I, some of the things I've heard over the years, you know, there's been soil depletion, there's been, you know, they're not quite like they used to be. So, I mean, the, eat, get the cleanest fruit that you can, organic, you know, local, you know, things like that. I'm assuming that that's a, a, certainly a suggestion. And then is there just some that you're like, wow, that's a powerful fruit. That's, you know, powerful antioxidants. And, and is there fruits that maybe you say, hey, that's probably not the greatest one if you if you if you could avoid that one not avoid but you know yeah so as far as like avoiding you know there's no no fruit is really bad they're all great but you know if something is conventional and you're going to be eating the skin and all so like mm-hmm. an apple or berries or grapes that's really where it's like okay if you can only find conventional like that's certainly going to be better than nothing at all because there are still powerful nutrients there you just want to make sure that you wash it as best you can but my general rule of thumb is, you know, buy organic if you're eating the skin and all. If you're not going to eat the skin, it's less of an issue to get organic. So bananas, avocados, things like that. Yeah. Um, but there's, you know, there's not really a fruit I would say to to avoid because it's, you know, nutritionally bad or anything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but some really great, powerful fruits. Um, uh, melons are truly amazing. They are so hydrating mm. and the electrolyte content in melons is great. Um, they are so soothing for the digestive tract, just great in so many ways. And there's so many different melons as well that many people don't even know. We typically just think of like watermelon, honeydew, and cantaloupe, but there's so many different varieties like canary melons, Crenshaw melons, Galea melons, Santa Claus melons, and they all taste slightly different. So it's like you can really have a lot of fun um, with just that one fruit of melons that are so healthy for you and try all these different flavors and really not get bored. Do you, um, do you have, do you think that like, I know some people talk about like dried fruits. Do you have, you know, so, you know, some people in, you know, they like a, like they, they like a, a trail mix kind of a thing, right? So maybe it's got dried cranberries mm-hmm. or mangoes or what's your, what's your thoughts on, on dried fruits? Um, I'm not opposed to dried fruits. Fresh fruits are always going to be better, obviously. Um, But dried fruits, you know, make a great snack. So, yeah. Taylor, are are there any, um, I I think Ben is trying to ask this, or I want to ask it even further. If Mm -hmm. not, um, like, are there any like crazy, uh, even some of the exotic, like call them super fruits and stuff like that, that, you know, maybe we see and 
have learned to finally pronounce at the grocery store or whatever, but half of us <laughs> haven't, you know, haven't bought yeah. those things before. And it's like, you know, you got any hacks on that? You're like, man, you guys should throw a couple of those in the cart every once in a while. Anything like that? So yeah, like obviously I'm, I'm sure you're like even referring to acai berries. That's because that is really, really popular. And yeah, obviously yeah. the antioxidants in that is very high, but even just something as simple as like wild blueberries, the antioxidant level in those is so much higher than the like normal, like cultivated blueberries that you buy in like the, you know, fresh produce section. I mean, pretty much can only find wild blueberries frozen, um, but the antioxidant level in those are so, so high. And mm. that is a fruit that I would say, if you can add that to a smoothie daily or try to get it in your diet somehow daily would be amazing. Do you, you talk about that, Taylor? Because I think, okay, so we, we you know, now, now that starts to be, hey, I live a busy lifestyle. Hey, I've got, you know, five kids. Hey, those kinds of things. Um Will you talk to us about smoothies and some thoughts on that and maybe some best practices with smoothies, some things that, you know, you can, that you suggest to put in there, maybe when to have them, what, you know, some do's and don'ts on that, because I think that's a, a good spot for some people to start. And especially, you know, cause uh, foods are, food costs are, is getting expensive, right? I mean, I was just talking to yeah. my wife the other day, we were just going through the grocery budget and I'm like, what happened? You know what I mean? Right? It was like, did, <laughs> yeah. did we start, did we start buying something new here or what's happening? And, uh, you know, it's just everything had kind of has gone up. And so you want to be a good steward of it. You want to not waste it. You don't want it to go bad. So smoothies, I think are good ways to get, right. get things. So what's your thought on smoothies, maybe some mm -hmm. favorite recipes and maybe even just right now, will you tell us how, how they can follow you? Cause I know you're, you're generous with a lot of resources so they can learn more about you and follow you and all that. Yeah, absolutely. So you can follow me on Instagram. My handle is at TD underscore nutrition. And I post a ton of information there. Um, and I recently kind of started a YouTube channel where I'm going to be posting like longer videos with more information, but all that information you'll be able to find um, on my Instagram page. So okay, and then you yeah. have a private page, right for coaching and people that say, Hey, man, she sounds awesome. I want to work with her. Yeah, yeah. So you can reach out for a one on one consultation through my Instagram page. And I also do okay. have like a private online community that is free and people can join the community. And some of my clients are in there and even people who aren't clients who just want a little bit extra information. Um, they're a part of the community and I share some information there as well. Um, and people post and ask questions and we have really cool conversations. So okay, awesome. that's a, a great place to join. Yeah. All right. Well, tell us about smoothies. Yeah, so smoothies. So frozen fruit is a great way to get fruit into your diet that's a little cheaper than fresh produce. Frozen fruit is is cheaper and it's usually frozen at peak ripeness, so it still contains amazing nutritional value. So there's it's not like frozen fruit is inferior in some way. Um, so if that's you know what works for you, then definitely, you know, embrace that. Um, and with smoothies, they are great for if you're on the go. And again, you can get a ton of nutrients all blended up and then just take that and have a very nutritious meal. Um, one thing that I usually recommend avoiding when it comes to smoothies is putting some type of fat source in your smoothie. And this I know is contrary, contrary mm -hmm. to what a lot of people say. Um, but the issue with, um, fats and fruits together is fats block insulin from driving the glucose from the fruit into the cell. Mm. Um, and if you are doing that too often, it can lead to insulin resistance, which is one of the main precursors of type two diabetes. I'm not saying if you do it once right. in a while that it's going to automatically lead to that, but if you start to do it too often, it could cause blood sugar issues. And that's what you don't want. So I usually recommend just don't do any type of protein powder in your smoothie. Don't do a milk or a plant-based milk. Don't do nut butters. Just keep it all fruits. Okay. Um, and it'll be much better for absorption and 
the more you do it, your blood sugar stays balanced. I even have a video on my Instagram where I had had some lab work done right after drinking a big 32 ounce smoothie. And it, I showed what my blood glucose was and it was in normal range and everything like that. So, cause sometimes people do get, um, you know, I get that question a lot and people get concerned about that, you, especially cause I don't put fats in my smoothies. Is it okay to put, do you, do you recommend putting any sort of like greens in there at all? Like if you want to put like a, like a spinach or anything, is that, or is that kind of Absolutely, the same? Yeah. Greens are great. Yeah. Okay. So I typically like I do juice. And so I'll juice some type of green juice. And mm -hmm. then I will have my smoothie all fruit. So I'm still getting my gotcha. greens in. But for a lot of people, they love to throw greens in their smoothies. And that is a great thing, whether you want to do like fresh spinach or frozen spinach or frozen or fresh kale. So okay. that's, that's a great addition. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, for those of you that are, that are listening, I think, again, just another, this is where like, I don't want to say half truths because that's not the right way of saying it. But I remember some studies out of like uh, Japan and, and and Okinawa, and they were studying like, for example, soy or something like this, right? Well, it's like mm -hmm. it's like they were they, then then we brought it to America, but we processed it and we messed it up, and you know, in its natural form, it's it's not it's not the it's not the devil, you know what I mean? Um, but when you mess it yes. up and you process it and you do those things, so there's a simple example where hey, are are can you know you know nut butters and some of these things be good for you? Absolutely. But 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 sometimes just knowing that when you combine it, you're asking your body sometimes to kind of digest two different things, and and at the same time. So hey, there's nothing wrong. Have a if you want to have a fruit smoothie in the morning, maybe you want to have a different kind of shake in the in the day and later. You know, hey, maybe you want to go work exactly. out. And you want a protein shake or something like that. Well, cool. Just knowing yes. that though can be a blessing. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. It does make a huge difference. And yeah, I'm not saying don't have protein shakes or anything like that. But yeah, you can save it for another time. Absolutely. Are you, um, okay. So then are you have any thoughts on like time of day to eat Taylor? Like I, you know, is, is it, you know, Hey, three meals. Are you a six meal? Are you, uh, you know, do you have thoughts on fasting? Just kind of curious. Yeah, I know like I just got you here. So just kind of pick mm -hmm. your brain while we have you here. Yeah. It's like rapid Absolutely, fire. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> of course. So, you know, I intermittent fasting, when it, you know, it's for pretty extended periods, it typically in my experience does not work well for those dealing with some type of chronic symptom or chronic condition. It kind of just adds fuel to the fire for them. Um, so if you don't have any issues, you can probably intermittent fast and, you know, you won't have a problem. Um, although I, I always recommend if, if you're healthy and you do that to just be cautious because sometimes it can tax your adrenal glands. Mm. I mean, you could end up developing adrenal fatigue, but without really trying like you can intermittent fast on a smaller scale, which is kind of what I do. And I don't, again, I don't call it that because I'm not trying to do that, but I usually stop eating about three hours before I go to bed at night. Um, and then I sleep for seven to eight hours. And then I'll usually eat breakfast within an hour or maybe hour and a half of being awake in the morning. And by just doing that, there's about 12 hours of the yeah. day that I'm not eating. And then 12 hours of the day I am eating. So like there kind of is intermittent fasting without me calling it that or even actively trying to intermittent fast. But, you know, it is good to go to sleep with a mostly empty stomach because your digestion is better and you sleep so much better versus going to bed if your stomach's full and you just ate dinner an hour ago. So. You know, it's such a simple, I, I want to, because I, I think about sometimes when I hear people, a lot of times people, they say that I have like, I have acid reflux when I sleep or, you know, I go to bed and I get heartburn <laughs> and I'm always like, and I, and I, and I know that I've, I've struggled. I've had that. That used to be one of the issues that I used to have. Yet, yet then okay. when you ask these people these certain questions, like, like you just said, like, well, do you eat before you go to bed? Right. Do you, you know, what do yeah. you eat before to bed? Do you have, you know, different things? It's like, it's like, well, you're not having, you're not having heartburn when you sleep. You just put a whole bunch of crap in your body <laughs> yeah. before you lay down. Like, like it's, you know, but it's weird. So yeah. then people are like, oh, what's wrong with me? I guess I need a drug for this. It's like, well, no, you're just, 
that's not how we're designed. That's not what, you know, you, when you, I was just going to say it goes against what our body's designed to do. Yeah. Like yeah. Put, shove a bunch of junk down your throat and then hit the sack. Like, what do you think is going to happen? You know? And then when you think you have yeah. a, the, the problem isn't because you're again, it's almost the body telling you, Hey, probably don't do that. You know? Um, I matter of fact, I was traveling this weekend. I was at a friend's house. And so we were, you know, the rhythm was different. And so I actually, we were kind of having snacks at night and I wasn't used to that. And so when I, I didn't sleep that good. And then last night I was like, oh my gosh, I slept so much better. Well, yeah, because I was back on my more normal routine. Um, so, <laughs> yes, so, you know, sometimes exactly. people don't, don't, they've, they've had a habit for so long in their life um, that they don't even think that could be the problem anymore. You know what I mean? They're like, why well, don't I've always yeah. eaten like that? Or I always eat late or, or whatever it is. So, um, okay. So when you do, then you eat your breakfast, um, kind of what's a day in the life of Taylor? You probably get asked that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So usually I get up and I start my day with a green juice, um, usually like celery or cucumber or a mix of the two. Um, and then I will have some, some type of fruit breakfast. Um, if I have see clients in the morning, I'll usually do a smoothie because it's easy to see clients and just drink a smoothie while I hop on my calls um, versus like sitting there and trying to eat fruit while I'm talking. That's much more, much more difficult. Um, <laughs> if I don't have a morning client, then, you know, especially with it being summer right now, I'll, I'll cut up some type of melon for breakfast or I'll cut up some mangoes um, or maybe I'll do like a half a watermelon or something like that. Um, and then for lunch, Lunch tends to be pretty similar for me as well. Um, depending on my schedule, I might have a smoothie then if I'm seeing clients over my like lunch period, or if I'm not, then I'll have some type of fresh fruit as well for lunch, melon, mangoes. Um, and then I usually will have some type of fruit juice in the afternoon. Um, right now it's been watermelon passion fruit juice. That's like one of my favorite combinations. So I've been juicing that. And when you say fruit juice, um, you're not and, talking about like, you know, uh, the conventional, you know, oh, no. uh, ocean no, no, spray no. or Fresh something juice. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. So I usually, I will get up and juice every morning and I'll juice the juice that I drink on the spot. And then I juice something for later in the day so I can have it, especially with it being summer and it's a little warmer now. It's, it's super refreshing. I enjoy having that. So yeah. So I've juiced it myself. I cut up the fruit myself and Right. Through the juicer. Yeah. And what's a dinner? Yeah, 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 go ahead. Yeah. And then, so dinner is usually where I start to bring in, like, obviously other foods. So, um, usually I'll do maybe something with potatoes, whether I do roasted potatoes or steamed potatoes. Um, and sometimes, and I'll pair that with like some type of leafy green, butter lettuce, romaine lettuce, maybe kale. Um, and I'll make like a sauce to go with it, even if it's something as simple as like a homemade ketchup. Um, and then sometimes I'll do a salad with just a bunch of greens and adjust a bunch of other fresh veggies and a dressing. Um, I've really been on a, a kick lately of just making a really big bowl of guacamole with avocado, tomatoes, red onions, cilantro, um, and topping it with fresh mango and then dipping cucumbers and lettuce. And, um, I love to dip, um, the mm. dried apple chips. I don't know if you're familiar mm -hmm. with the brand called bear, but they yeah, make yeah. these dried apple chips and they're crunchy. And I love to dip those in, um, guacamole or even salsa. So that's kind of been a favorite go-to dinner. I'll just make like a very generous serving of, of guacamole. My, that, that's, uh, you know, I guess it sounds good. Just talking about my son last night, my son is really on a, on a, he's just very intentional about his, his nutrition. I mean, he just really, he just does not eat things that are not healthy. Well, last night we were going to a movie and we stopped, you know, and for those of you, this is what we try to do. Right. If we're going to a movie, we stop 
at the store before and buy snacks, right, that we want so we don't have to buy the snacks there and, you know, fill up the purse and, and my wife's purse. And so, so you, you're so, smuggling so, things in. Then? Yeah, Is that I what think, you're doing? I mean, I don't, I just feel, I feel it's, it's a justified crime. I feel like we're Taylor. You know, listen yeah, to this yeah. confession and rationalization. <laughs> this, this is beautiful. Oh, I would do this the is same beautiful. thing. Well, I, I did too thing. last week. I'm just saying it's very fun actually well, to pick on. But this is but this is so funny. So last night there's this little this little kind of it's called Chamberlain's. It's a little nutrition store <laughs> where we were by, and so we go over there. And I'm kidding you. I was laughing because we're walking, and my son, who's all boy, 13 years old, he goes, "Dad, awesome kale chips." And I thought, if anybody <laughs> really hurt, like like most people, like most kids, you know, and, and my kids are far from perfect. Uh, my daughter would be like, no, where's like the Swedish fish or something like this? But my son was like, <laughs> dad, they got the, my favorite kale chips. I'm like, that is so funny. This little 13-year-old boy. So let me get to Muthir. He's like, dad, he, oh man, these are really good kale chips. It was so funny slash cute. But I only share that yeah, not to impressive. be like, not to, yeah, not to say like, oh, my, my kids got it all figured out. But just to know that it's possible, actually, just to know that yeah. your, your body can crave those things. It can desire those things and you can still have a have a have an enjoyable life and still you know be be enjoy food and you know because you hear that term even foodie a lot right like like if if, yes. if if you're not having you know i don't even know whatever your definition of that is that somehow you're living this unsatisfying life um yet you know what you just described i think most people would say sounds sounds great or or, or your own preferences right if you don't like mangoes and watermelon like whatever find the thing that you like to eat <laughs> Exactly. And that's the thing, whatever you choose to eat, you know, you want to make sure you're it's healthy, but you are enjoying it at the same time. And, you know, having struggled with an eating disorder where I really, mm -hmm. you know, hate, hated food and had an awful relationship with food to being in this place now where I love food, I look forward to the food that I eat every day. And, you know, the fact that I can cut up a watermelon and know that this is an amazing watermelon compa mm -hmm. compared to the one yesterday, or, you know, like last week, I had a jackfruit, I hadn't had jackfruit in a long time. And I had someone um, asked me, you know, why don't you eat jackfruit? And I was like, I don't really know. I just hadn't mm. bought one. And so I bought one and it tasted so good that it was like, I was just so happy after I ate that because it mm. was just such a good jackfruit. So you do want your food, whatever it is, to to make you happy. So will you, and kind of as we kind of wind down here, I'm sure you get a lot of people that, because it's pretty amazing, right? You, people that say, how do, you know, PCOS and, and Lyme and, you know, even some autoimmune markers. Like, can you speak some you know, encouragement to listeners that, that maybe think, you know, I've, I've even tried some holistic stuff or I, you know, I've, you know, or I, I talked to my doctor one time and they says, or I took the 10 months of antibiotics and it didn't, you know, they've just kind of lost hope and, and maybe, um, you know, maybe thoughts or I hate to say tips, but just a perspective on, on that, that you, that would be encouraging for them to, to consider. And I'm sure that you get reached out because Lyme can be so devastating, right? I mean, I've oh, taken yeah. care of mm -hmm. patients with Lyme and some have had full blown miraculous healings and some it's really a battle. Um, so just yeah. anything you want to share on that? Yeah. Well, I guess I would first share that, you know, even at your lowest point, when you feel like your body really is failing you to remind yourself that, you know, any symptom you're having is, is really your body trying to fight against what's going on that you can't visually see. Um, that literally every cell in our body wants us to be healthy, wants us to be back to this state of balance. Like our, our body, you know, is rooting for us. And it does kind of when you get to such a rough place with your health, it, health, it can feel like your body just kind of doesn't like you, you yeah, anymore. Right, right. Yes. Yeah. And so that's kind of, I think the first thing that I would, I would say to people, and I had to remind myself of that, that, you know, my body 
does love me and it's just trying to do its best to get itself to be healthy. I just wasn't giving it the resources. Mm. And so, you know, you do have to do some trial and error to figure out, okay, what, what tools, what resources does my body need? And, and, you know, sometimes it takes a little bit of time to figure out exactly what works for you, but, you know, to keep an open mind to trying different things and, you know, don't be afraid to look at your diet and be like, okay, I really love this food, but I'm not getting any better. Do I maybe mm. need to let go of it for a little while? It doesn't mean I can't reintroduce it later, but maybe right now it's not serving me. Do you have, yeah, that was good. Do you have thoughts on food allergies? I'll, I'll give you my two cents um, before, yeah. you know, but I've, I've just seen people, they'll say things like, I can't eat X, Y, Z, right? I can't eat. As a matter of fact, one time I was a, one of my my patients, or she was a staff member, and she became a chiropractor. But she um she had this really all of a sudden she had this really weird thing flare up, where all of a sudden she was having this allergic reaction to grapes, and uh, what ended up happening. Yeah, it was one of those just kind of freaking very healthy woman and all this kind of stuff. What ended up happening was she was actually having some leaky gut issues, and so she had to work on repairing some of that, and then she can eat them just fine. So my my yeah. my, my point on this is sometimes we've had these things that have happened where people, like you said, we tried something six years ago, or actually a lot of times you were in a really unhealthy state back then. Right. And so you were eating things mm -hmm. and they messed you up, but, but, and so you're kind of as a trigger there. You're afraid of having, I'm not talking a full bloom, like seafood allergy or something like that. I'm just talking, like, right. Man, I don't yeah. do good with this. And I would just encourage mm -hmm. people like, as you begin, as you heal, as your body heals, like it heals, like the whole thing heals. And there's just times where you can now handle, not handle things that are good for you. You couldn't eat before because you had other issues. Like you said, the body wasn't trying to hurt you. It's trying to help you. And so do you have thoughts yeah. on, on, on just food allergies in general that you've seen maybe go away or get better or things like that? Yeah. Well, and I even think some of it too is related, like you said, leaky gut and it can mm -hmm. be gut health. Like if you have weak hydrochloric acid or something and your body has a tough time digesting foods, it could be just struggling to digest the grapes that you're eating mm. because you have other imbalances happening, you know? So I, I do think once your health gets better and theoretically, if it's digestive, then your body is able to properly process foods and it will, you know, react normally versus having this type of crazy reaction because it was just actually strained with some other problem happening at the same time. Do you and I, you yeah. know, I have seen that with clients um, where they, you know, they'll tell me, well, I think I'm sensitive to this food. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, let's leave it at that. And, and maybe in a couple of months we'll revisit. And if you want to try it and see how it goes. And usually, you know, it's like, oh, wow. Yeah. My stomach was fine. Or I didn't, didn't break out. Um, and even that kind of goes with environment or environmental allergies. A lot of my clients after working with me for a while, they'll be like, yeah, my allergies weren't as bad this season. And I'm like, yeah, you're your inflammation's going down, yeah. your immune system's getting stronger, and so your body can better react to things, and it's not as debilitating when something does present itself. And, and maybe this will be the, the last question, Taylor. So um, I, I, I'm kind of going through, like, the, the hit list that people often, like, you know, objections that they have. I think one of the last ones mm -hmm. that I hear often is people say they can't afford to, right? They say some version of that. And so... I would imagine that you've had to deal with that when you're with coaching clients or maybe even yourself and you yeah. look and you say, Hey, okay, my, I contend that for, if you put a, a healthy diet up against pretty much a standard diet that most people are doing, I think you can actually mm -hmm. do it for cheaper. I think you can live a healthy diet for cheaper. Um, because if you add yes. up the, 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 the Wawa and the, 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 the Starbucks <laughs> Frappuccino or whatever it is, um, you add all that yeah. up. I think you, now I get, there's some very frugal people out there that may not be the case, but I think by and large, 
a majority of people can live a very healthy diet. So do you have some some thoughts on just uh, you know, living the way that you live on on somewhat of a budget from a nutrition standpoint? Yeah. So like I said, frozen fruit's a great resource. Um, another great resource, um, and you'd have to check with your local area, but a lot of um, areas um, will have what's called a CSA program, a community supported agriculture, which I am a part of here in Los Angeles. And you kind of pay a subscription and you get produce from local farms who participate in the program and you typically get what's in season and the price point is really great. A lot of times they end up throwing in extra produce anyway, so you get extra stuff. That's one of my favorite resources. Um, so like right now I'm getting tons of stone fruit for like really cheap, which is awesome. Um, also international markets are a great place to check out for cool mm. produce, like, you know, Latin or Asian markets. And usually the price point is great there. So you kind of also just have to explore around a little bit and find different spots that you're like, oh, okay, this is actually like, this place was affordable than the other store. Cause every store is a little different. Um, but international markets are kind of a great little like gem that most people don't know about. And a lot of times we we have like one or two vices that sneak into our life that are that account for a lot of cost, right? You know, like I, you, you think, oh, it's yeah. just my one thing that I do, or it's this, you know, drinks often get get in there, right? It's things are, just, and again, things just have, I don't know where I, oh, well, I was at the airport this weekend. That was ridiculous. So I was like, what? Like I was going to get this, this bag of pistachios and it was like $19. I was like, what happened? Did I, did I fall asleep? Yeah. I don't think this is going to happen. Um, but, um, so yeah, just, you know, just encouragement and, and like, you, you know, anybody that's listening today and you're listening to Taylor and, and you're saying, and I don't want to speak for her, but like, like you've, you know, you've you sound like a very, you know, joyful and, 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 you know, you know, living life with, with, with zest and, and energy, you know, but you also remember if, if you didn't hear the first part of the story, this is still a same girl who lost her, her dad when she was 14, who had an eating disorder for several years, who was very sick. Again, if you you know, go look at her pictures. I mean, some of the worst skin, you know, that I've seen, right? I mean, very, it was very real. You weren't making, yeah. a, you're not making this up mountain out of a molehill here, <laughs> no, right? No, definitely. Yeah. And, nope. and, and for you to now be where you are is, is, is nothing short of, you know, some degrees miraculous. And I know that I don't think you'd say that you're, you're lucky, you're blessed, but not, you know, right. You've, you've done those things to give your body what it needs to heal. And that's the premise of our show is you're designed to heal. And sometimes it's a yes. journey. Sometimes it's not quite, you know, sometimes it doesn't fit into the cookie cutter mold and the greatest, latest, you know, fad diet that's out there. But giving your body things that are created the way that God designed them to be, whether it's fruit, vegetables, meats, things like that. And, and you'll you'll tweak yours that works best for your family and for yourself. Um, but know that it's possible and, and look at some areas that you can improve. So um, you were like a wealth of, 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 of wisdom today, Taylor. And so we're very thankful to have you on the show. Thankful that you do the work well, that you do. You. Um, do you have any just final last thoughts for our listeners? Uh, I guess I would just leave it with, you know, I tell my clients too that everyone's timeline for healing is not the same. Everyone's different and it's, it's not a race. There's no rush to get to the finish line of your healing. You know, your body is going to do it at its own pace and that that's okay. Awesome. Well, that is words of wisdom. Thank you so much for your time. Congratulations. Ah, speaking of, on your healing, and I'm glad that you have had your improvements in your healing. Thank you for just uh, you you. Know, inspiring so many other people. Have an awesome day, Taylor. Take care. God bless. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to support the show, give us a five-star review and share it with your tribe. To learn more about Dr. Ben's work, visit AchieveWellness.Clinic.